Hello everyone and welcome to the Dirty Side of the Grid podcast, where we've turned up late to qualifying and ended up on the dirty side of the grid. I'm Mohammed and this is my co-host Yusuf, and today we're doing a pre-Saudi episode for the first ever... Saudi on <laughs> Shut up, right. This <laughs> for the first ever Saudi, Ara- Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Uh, if I look a bit confused... It's because we've been filming for like 20 minutes now. And we lost all the footage. And we lost the footage. So it's a great start. Once again, we are... Uh, <laughs> two episodes I mean, in a row. There's two episodes I, in a row. Hopefully I look on. a little less depressed in this one. To be honest, I feel like I watched back the last one. I feel like I looked like I wanted to die for the whole thing. <laughs> Not even after we switched rooms, just the whole time. I looked so sad. Uh, Yusuf is also pretty smug because he's stolen my laptop off me. So I have none of my notes. So he's... As much as I'm talking now, he's going to be leading most of the episodes, so we'll okay. see where we end up and see what happens, really. Thoughts on Saudi? Like, the track, the layout, um, how do you think the, like the race is going to go? All of that stuff, basically. Give well, us a rundown. Rundown on your thoughts on the race, basically. Okay, well, to start off with the track itself, they are, well, they're constructing a street circuit, really, which is already a bit weird in itself. It's just like, wrong, isn't it? It's like yeah, it's, you're constructing a, a street circuit, which is supposed to be like you just put the barriers and you go race on the street, you know? Like yeah, like have you seen the pictures of Monaco? They have the curbs, like the painted curbs are there all year, which looks so cool. But, but it's just wrong, isn't it? Like, but I guess I think they they just want to give the aesthetic of a street circuit, but they don't actually yeah. want to have a street circuit. Have you seen recently? Actually, there's a someone took a picture of the the track from the from their plane window and it looked incredible like it looked really good like when you see the track layout drawn onto like a just a plain background that's how it looked because obviously the one side is the red sea and the other is just like a couple lights of the city or whatever but the track itself the layout is so bright it looks incredible like it did look really good those are some good images but in terms of the track uh high speed track very high speed, so it's going to be. I think the average speed will be the second highest on the calendar. It's not really. It's monster. not a straight line. It's not like say, uh, Qatar where you have that long straight, or like stuff like that. It's but it's like you have corners, but they're flowing corners, so it's almost like. It reminds me a bit of Silverstone, where you're gonna lift a bit off, but you're still pretty much going full throttle throughout the circuit. Yeah. So like high G, but in terms of Monza's more out at than. Uh, I'm thinking Silverstone in the beginning first few corners yeah or even the Silverstone S's nowadays like back in the day there'd be like a couple downshifts and stuff but now they just the first three are like flat knocked Max out not there afterwards (laughs) we won't mention that actually we will mention that later if you get down to my notes far enough hopefully Max wins the championship you can see the disappointment on his face it's like I don't know, part of me still thinks he will do No, but how, how do, what, what are your thoughts on the track? Like, compared to, what? say, like, tracks... Because there are certain tracks on the calendar that you're like, why is that there? Like, for instance, Mexico, France, um, Monaco. Okay, no, no, I get Monaco. Like, qualifying yeah. is great. There's a lot of history there. So there is an argument for Monaco being there. There's no argument for Mexico being there. There's no argument for France being there. There's no argument for, like, Cota being there. I feel like with those tracks where there's no, like, it's all politics, like, you can tell it's politics. Like, Russia is an awful track, but you know why they went there? It's because of the whole World Cup and stuff. 
And then Mexico, like, it's, no one really likes the track, but first of all, it's historic-ish. And second, uh, Perez, Mexican driver, brings a lot of fans and stuff. So it's always politics. Like, whenever, whenever there's a bad race or bad whatever it is or stuff, it's always it's politics. Because of this, isn't so it? here, now, coming to... Because Saudi. of politics, we have a street circuit that's not really a street circuit. Not really a street circuit. Another night race that's going on the calendar, which, as much as night races are cool, it's kind of losing its thing now. I like, used to, the only one that actually I really enjoy is Singapore. Yeah. Oh, and, Singapore. And, and so like, but that's the thing, because Singapore is so hard to overtake, so you actually, like, they come close and there's this battle, but, like, Bahrain and Qatar, I feel like they remind me so much of each other. As in, like, I feel like it's this, like, it's not the same circuit, but, like, they look the same. it looks exactly the same. Like, Especially the outer. They look yeah, the like, the, that long straight, the right-hander, it just, honestly, I was, I thought I was watching, like, I was confused as a Qatar or Bahrain. I'm not even joking. But as in, it's so easy to overtake, and unless you're in the same car, like, say, Nico Lewis and like, was it 2015? Where they really went at it in Bahrain. Oh, 14, yeah. 14, 14 yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was the only time I think you've actually watched it and you're like, you know, that was sick. Or maybe in Bahrain, like, this year. Max yeah, because normally something significant happens, like someone gets tipped over or like... Yeah, but then, then like, someone, it's very easy to build up a gap and then just relax. Yeah. It's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not really an exciting circuit, so... What do you think is going to happen? Uh, with this one, I mean, so they're saying the slipstream will be powerful. With the uh, the circuit itself and it being high speed, I've, I've read that it's very similar to Cother in terms of the uh, just how the cars will behave. So essentially, we had last week, Aston was performing well. Then, uh, who else was good? Mercedes was very good. Mercedes was strong, but... It, Specifically, the midfield we had. Alpine uh, was very good. Alpine, yes, that's what I was thinking of. Alpine were very strong. Gasly, were, uh, Ferrari was Gasly and Alpha Tari were very good in like qualifying. Surprisingly, McLaren Alpha, were bad. Yeah, so McLaren were kind of struggling a little bit, but if they sort out their problems, they'll be in the fight. And then Gasly, if they can figure out what was wrong with his uh his race pace, that's like all of the midfield teams, including Ferrari and McLaren, now in a tight battle. Which would be very interesting, I'd say. I don't think it's a tire battle. I think Ferrari have taken kind of like... No, no, no not, not in the championship, but if yeah. you take the race by itself, it's going to be... Like, for McLaren to win, they need Ferrari to basically get a double DNF and they get, like, fourth and fifth. I think if, if Ferrari outscore McLaren by, I think it's 13 points or something like that, they'll secure third straight away. Like, they're in the... You know it's disappointing, isn't it? Because, like, McLaren was so, so far ahead and because of a few four... Because of Daniel, okay, let's... let's <laughs> no, but Lando's punctures as well has played a big part. Yeah, but as in, like, it's not Lando's fault, that's what I'm saying. Lando, no, no, when no, Lando, they've just been very unlucky. When he lost, when he lost points, it's because he's unlucky. When Daniel lost points, it's because he's not showed up. True. I mean, we can't take Qatar into this because of the fuel-saving incident, but, like, in general... Yeah, that, that, that was weird, I'm not going to lie. Like, why is he fuel-saving? But what do you think of the track, though? The, the Saudi one. Yeah. I'm really excited. Because it's the first one on, on the, like, the calendar that is... Of this type, really, that's kind yeah. of like the closest would be like Monza, maybe. But as in Monza doesn't have nearly as many corners, and yeah, it's but the most these corners, corners on my calendar as well. It, it has a lot of corners, but they're not corners where you're slowing down and going. It's like basically you're going almost full out, or like like you get two maybe three downshifts and then you're all the way up. I don't think even that much, but I think it's gonna be really exciting. In terms of like just the layout of the track and like you know the onboard would be really nice. Like the True. onboard, yeah. I, the, one of the onboards I really enjoyed this year was Portugal. 
because you know there's that oh right yeah the car goes up and it's going down and the onboard there in Zambor was really really nice they've got banking in these corners as well actually yeah so that, that's corners have nice banking there so that that's one reason why i'm really excited for saudi is they've taken these elements of like what people would be excited for like if i'm designing a a really high speed track like i want people to enjoy i'm yeah. gonna put like long flowing corners which saudi has i'm gonna put like bankings in and they basically put all this stuff into one track it's what they did in Kota isn't it so like yeah, in Kota back in the day no no so they, they did the, the big elevation change into turn one which gives Kota it's like iconic look then they did the S section they just stole from Silverstone and Suzuka so they stole that bit then they well the last wind the twisting final last sector is also stolen the long back straight was probably got off Abu Dhabi. Like, of course, you're just going to shove a long back straight in there. And then the final, like, double right, I think, is just a classic tilter move that he puts on, like, Turkey and Russia. And, like, he just loves a long corner. Russia Russia's very boring. <laughs> <laughs> worst, okay, worst tracks on the circuit, uh, on the calendar. Uh, it's just going to have to be France. Thing, it's so flat. No, but I can't, like, I put Monaco, like, mid to low of like the table like if you have a if you have a table and i have to think really nice tracks that i enjoy watching be monza's at the top silverstone's at the top i love um, suzuka suzuka's so good i just like it spa like as well spa, oh, spa obviously so monza silverstone spa brazil they're oh, yeah, all brazil, at the top yeah, yeah, i think those are like the maybe the best circuits on the grid the worst ones are I, I'm not gonna put Monaco in there. I feel bad putting Monaco in there. But like they're just ones with no character. Mexico, it's bad racing, but also Mexico, no Russia, Cota, France. France. Yeah. What else is bad? I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know. You could Google the calendar if you really want to. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. So where do we go? So we start in Bahrain. Does Australia count? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Australia is neither kind of like. Where else do we go? What's absolutely great. Really Hockenheim. Great. I, I never, I, I never like liked Hockenheim to be honest. Really? No. I don't mind. It. I, I that's the thing. Like, Germany, I think they have much better racetracks than Hockenheim. Like, if you go into Germany, you want like the Nurburgring, or like yeah, Nurburgring. You don't, you don't want like. Where is Hockenheim? Like, I don't. Get I'm that. The, I don't mind it. So you've got Bahrain. Like, there are two this year. Imola. Imola is actually really nice. I really enjoyed watching Imola. Imola's um, okay. I put it mid-tail. Portimao is really nice. The track there is really nice. Especially because the car oh kind of... It goes up and the driver doesn't see where they're going and they have to take that left and it's like... It's a really nice track. Spain, I don't like Awful. Spain. You know they just signed yeah. a contract. Yeah, to turn the At least it's a, bit, it's a bit better. This is not... Uh, it's a bit better than the Valencia one that was like... There a few oh, years ago. yeah, I remember that. I remember because uh, Fernando won his first race for Ferrari there. That uh, was his first race for Monaco, like first race win. For oh, Ferrari. oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Azerbaijan, no, no, wait, hold on, no, it wouldn't have been. It was, it was. Did he? In Spain. I think it was the, his first first win for Ferrari. In, it must have been 2010 then. Yeah, yeah. I think it's 2010, oh. yeah. The one that stands out for me is when he won in 2012. I think he won from like fifth, and Vettel was meant to dominate that one. Mm. Azerbaijan, really nice track. Actually, it always it always delivers because it's such a tight street circuit. So you always get uh, like a safety car. You always get like an interesting race. Like it was yeah, really interesting this drop. year with Lewis kind of ruining his own race. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Austria, Austria is nightmares. Like, Austria is like 
It's I like of, Austria. Austria is kind of boring, though. No, I like Austria. It's kind of boring, though. No, what like, do you mean? Like, that's the thing. The truck is like, you know, if you got a child to design a truck, it design Austria. No, so no, simple. it's not even designed, though. It's just, it's nice. It's just there. I'm not saying it's bad. In I'm, not saying, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's a bad truck. I'm saying it's a good truck. But I'm saying as in, like... It's a bit short. It's very short. It is a bit short. And, and like... I guess this year, this year is that's the reason I say it's boring because this year is boring. Max won by like twenty seconds, like yeah. And I it was it was a triple header, so you didn't get any time for like improved performance. That's me, right? Yeah. Silverstone, incredible. I love Silverstone. Uh, Hungary is okay. Uh, Hungary always kind of delivers interesting races, even though the track layout is not maybe the best. Yeah, surprisingly it always good for what it looks really, like. Really good races, like there was mm. that one where Lewis won his first race for Mercedes there. And they weren't supposed to win at all. Yeah. yeah um, Belgium Spa, great race. Yeah. The Netherlands. Surprisingly, like the no, but like Zambor is like it's a really nice track. It's like, a nice it's track, a really but nice. I think the race was kind of boring. No, the race is really boring, but I think that was hindered by qualifying because the track is like, the track was very bad for qualifying, and so the do you remember this? So like a lot of issues with like Mick Schumacher hit Sebastian and stuff. Was no, he ruined his lap? I think I think it's a nice track though. Like yeah, maybe not. It's a nice track. I wouldn't like. I think the issue was Max won, Max was so far ahead, so it was a bit boring. But that's just, that could be said for like every single race over the past like seven years because Lewis yeah. won like you can't, twenty seconds. Yeah, yeah, you can't judge the track though. Yeah. Um, what else? Then we have Italy Monza. I think one of the best races on the grid. Um, Russia dead. Turkey dead. Dead recently, I Kota, like Turkey in general. Dead. Mexico, Turkey's a nice track. See, this is this is the issue. From from after Monza, it's just the next like it's Russia. It's after Monza, it's Russia, Turkey, the U.S., Mexico, like four dead tracks like back to back. And then and then Brazil. Kota Bro, and Turkey. That's the thing. Brazil is so iconic, and Brazil is actually like the the track is so nice. Should Brazil be the final race? Yes. Yeah, that's fair. I wasn't. Like, it's, it's if, we, if we had to argue on that point, that would have been incredible. It's yeah. not even a conversation. Like, I'm so disappointed that, like, to be fair, Abu Dhabi as a last race, I think is okay in terms of like maybe the. I, I'm I'm interested to see how the race is this year, because they changed yeah. the layout of the track after people complain. Yeah. But I think the there's always like over the past few years there's always kind of generally like a championship battle at the end, except like the few Lewis one outright. But that makes it interesting when there is no battle at the end. It's such a boring racetrack. Yeah, you want it to, you want it to thing, hold its own without the championship yeah. battle. Like even if the championship has been won, you want to say, "Oh, I'm looking forward to the last that's, race." That's, at least we get you to get that with Brazil. You do get that with Brazil. You don't get that with uh, with Brazil. Well, maybe it's related to the weather, perhaps. Um, Potentially, but even then, it's just like I, I don't. It's just I, there. I, I never, I never like, I never like the Abu Dhabi circuit. I'm, I'm hoping though, like with the changes they made this year. That is actually an interesting race. There's potential, yeah. There's um, potential. But, so, back to Saudi, I'd say... I don't know. I'd So, it's the most corners, even though we've said they're not really corners. It's the fastest... Second fastest track. Well, second fastest track, the fastest street circuit, we'll call it. I'm just seeing DRS train written all over this, to be honest. Mm. Like, long straights, DRS. I'm just seeing DRS train. But then, like, if someone puts in a new engine, they just blast by everyone. I guess yeah, I guess it's determined a bit by the width of the track because, like, if you get like yeah. like if you when you get like DRS trains, it was like hungry, I think, uh, if I remember correctly. But that was because the racetrack's so tight 
that you don't have like you can't kind of send it down the inside or something because it's like so tight but with Qatar it was just not even Qatar like with the race tracks where it's a bit wider it's a lot easier to kind of like from that kind of DRS make a move yeah and not get stuck I think with this one it's going to be quite wide it's not that wide but hopefully it is you'd, yeah, you'd but, assume so but yeah. what it also needs is at the end of the straights there needs to be a hard braking zone if there's no hard braking zone it's like a fifth gear corner you're going to slow down but you're not going to slow down enough for someone to be able to dive up but the that's the thing there are no like slow really slow like braking <sighs> zones on the then all the passes are just going to be on the straight even though I read also like earlier that they're trying to not make it so that the overtakes are just dead and happen on the straights they are trying to make the overtakes happen in the corners it's just I don't think it's going to happen yeah uh, we'll see we'll see we, we have to talk about like the safety procedures that weren't followed with Saudi basically so for a track to for a track to be on the calendar if it's a new track it has to be safely approved essentially by someone from the FIA they have to go to a track look at the track check all the kind of parameters have been fulfilled and all of that that's 120 days before the race if it's a track that has been already on the calendar then that's 90 days the track's not finished and we're like five days out from the race, <laughs> six days out from the race. Yeah, when this, at time of recording, yeah, this is, we're on Monday right now. This will come out at the end of the week. It's a joke. We have no news, like. Yeah, it's a joke. Like, you know, that's the thing, like, I don't think, like, the, you can't give up safety in a sport like Formula One. Because you're, put, you put, like you're putting people's lives in danger. Like, I, I don't know, like, expecting a driver to die for them or, like, get horribly injured, like, like Roman. For them to be like, oh, we shouldn't have put this on the, the calendar. No, but like, follow the procedures from the beginning, you know. You can't like, this is what we're talking about, politics, you know. Yeah. This racetrack is on the calendar because of politics. Like, it could be a great racetrack. I think it's going to be a great racetrack. But the fact that it's on this year is because of politics. Which is incredibly disappointing because they're putting the drivers' lives in danger. And like, for what? I know it's. I feel like F one in general is always very reactive with safety, like it's never, apart from I'd say the Halo, everything yeah, has been was, reactive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Halo was the first time they said we're gonna do something. To but that wasn't 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 that like uh, reactive almost to what happened to uh, Jules. It was introduced a few oh, years was later. It actually, because I remember oh, I something it was, was, yeah, it was it was dropped on his head, like the thing he was stuck below it. So if there was a halo, he would not have like passed away. So even then, yeah, it's always it is, it is it's reactive. always reactive. They basically they see something happen and then they go. Oh, but well, but like, like this is the thing, like these procedures are already laid out, like to approve the circuit. But you haven't approved the circuit. That's the thing. Like, it took them like three weeks to like change circuits this year because of like Singapore is out, Vietnam was out, uh, Japan was out. Was it China? China was out. China was meant to be on the yeah. It got yeah. Taken off. And they're all taken out because of COVID. And basically, they put on new tracks really quickly. Like, we haven't lost the number of tracks that stayed 23 the whole year. It's, it's 22 now, 22. but still, like, yeah, we dropped so, one out of exactly. the number so of cancellations. Great, great, like, great turnout. But that means they had 120 days to sort out another racetrack instead. If you want to stay in the Middle East, they could have done, uh, I don't know, Bahrain could have had another race there. To be fair, they had, they, they, had, they had two in Bahrain, so they could have done maybe something in Europe. They had 120 days to sort it. That's all I'm saying. It's like, you had a, a long enough time to sort out a racetrack. 
Bro, they could have just had one in South Africa. Probably not the best, like with COVID and stuff. They could have but moved Qatar and then kept the triple header to end in South America. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. You had 120 days to sort this out. They knew, like, we knew, like, from four months ago that it was not, like, it's not really going to be finished on time. 90 days ago, like, three months ago, we were talking about, like, maybe, no, maybe, like, two months ago. Yeah, two months ago. We were talking about the track wasn't even half done. So they knew about this, but instead of looking for like, because they had enough time to look for a different track, but they did not do anything. So, yeah, it's it's incredibly disappointing. I I like, I hope nothing happens to any foot drivers. Like I hope like the the stuff that was left out was, like, if that's the if the FIA had at least released a statement that okay this track has been looked at and we've monitored and we've checked that at least like all the necessary. Um, facilities have been fulfilled, but like the stuff we're missing are like the stands and this is it. I don't care. Yeah. Like hospitality stuff, you don't really care. But the FIA has not acknowledged any of this, and we're just sitting here and we're like, what's happening? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's. It's just it's, Yeah, I think it's, it's just uneasy the fact that they're still working on the track as we speak. Like that's yeah. the weird. And the race is in like six days. It's awful. It's mm. uh, it's just worrying. It's got worrying written all over it. I hope I hope like if if we leave Saudi and everyone's kind of intact, then that's good. But yeah, we were talking as well about like the um, the marshals are volunteers. We were talking about this with Christian Horner. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And with them, with you know what happened to Roman and was it Bahrain or is it? It was Bahrain. Yeah. Would they have had enough time to train up these volunteers? With the racetrack testing, with the racetrack not be, like having been used before, people like the marshal ha- uh, marshals have never worked there. They but, have never oh, seen yeah. the racetrack, yeah, so yeah, even yeah, if they've been trained, they don't actually know the layout. They don't know what's happening. They don't know where like stuff's gonna happen. Like if you're working at Monza and you know like people are gonna crash, you know people are gonna crash here, here, and here essentially. Yeah. Or, like, even I've memorized Monza. Exactly. Like, Monza. No, not even Monza. Like Bahrain, the marshals there, they knew. Okay, like here, here, and here, for instance. But with Saudi, would they have managed to fit in, finish that stuff? Are the marshals trained? Because we saw in Bahrain what happened to Roman. If something like this happens and the marshals aren't quick, yeah, that's, that's that could that could be the difference between someone getting burns on their hands and someone potentially dying, or getting severe like severe burns all over their body. They they did change the gloves, so um, if there's a fire, it should be a bit better. But it's yeah it's, it's, it's not ideal it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's just you can just tell yeah like this is this is pre something happening potentially and then if something does happen they're gonna you know change the rules and try and implement something but it's always it's always a reaction from f1 they're never like you said the rules are in place they're already there it's a 120 day rule and it's there for a reason but they're not implementing but these rules. yeah they just let everything slide for the sake of Money and politics. Yeah. yeah, well, this is the same thing we were, t- we were talking about. This with like, um, like drivers and uh, stewards essentially let them drive philosophy. The issue with that is drivers will get kind of like, oh, I can push him off track. Oh, I can push him. But then, that's not the issue. Is not pushing someone off track and like lead, uh, losing a, a lead or stuff like that. It could potentially, if you push in the wrong corner, it could potentially have dangerous side effects. But that's thing. They're not thinking about that when you're going into a corner one hundred and twenty or. 300, no, like 250 kilometers an hour. Or even like in some, on some streets they reach 300 kilometers an hour. And you're yeah. braking, you're not thinking, 
oh, can I push him out on this corner? That's not the thought in your head. You're like, I don't want to let him pass, so I'm going to push him out. But is it going to be forg- Is that corner going to be forgiven? Like the one in Brazil was fine because there's a lot of runoffs. But if he goes into yeah. the gravel and then straight into the barrier, and they're going at such speeds, or if they clip him or like something like that, you can see like the thing that's coming to mind is Fernando in Australia. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, I remember twenty sixteen. I vividly remember him saying like, "I saw the the sky and then the ground and then the sky and then the ground again." That is, I will link that. And I got out, I got out of the car and I called my mom and like, and I can vividly remember like it was a horrific accident. The fact that someone can go through the accident and actually walk out that is yeah, just he a just testament. Up a car, it's yeah. a testament to like the safety, improved safety in F one. But this is such an easy fix, like. Change the circuit. I have Saudi from next year. Not that hard. Why are you following? It's they're not following it's the, the, the FIA the aren't following their own rules. Yeah, that's embarrassing. It's just the grey area. Like if you leave a grey area for the engineers, they'll take advantage of it. No, but that's the whole point. You of leave a grey area for the for the drivers, they'll take advantage of it. And but it's just a problem because I don't know the. We're talking about ground effect and stuff for next year, what they're doing. The reason it was uh, removed in the first place safety. was because safety. In the 80s, they didn't have the safety to handle the cornering speeds that ground effect cars would produce. They're bringing it back now because we have the safety for that. Like, that's just an example of a good area that just... <laughs> Do we? I guess we'll find out next year, and then if something happens, they're just going to, I don't know, make another rule about it or introduce, like, a triple halo... Triple halo. You know, I actually kind of like how the halo looks. I know a lot of people say they don't like the halo, but I think it actually adds a bit to the car. Like, it's a bit weird in terms of, like, like I think the halo looks a lot better than the one they use in um, IndyCar. It's like this kind oh, of, like, glass. shield thing. Yeah, that looks dead, bro. Plus, it's, like, bad for, like, the driver getting out of the car. Like, if Roman was in that car and the car's burning, he's not getting out of that car. Or the shield one. Yeah, he's not getting Is out. Is it that high? It's it's tight. It's like high. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. no. Like I'm, the halo is a lot lower. The halo is a lot lower. Plus, like you saw that with Lewis with the car on his head, but then that's the thing. No is the, is the, the halo high enough? Gonna hold that. Is the halo high enough? Because like Lewis got like oh, pressed down, oh. so like should the halo be a bit higher or should it be tighter? But then I guess that's kind of like a constraint between you want to get the halo, but at the same time you want to give enough room for the driver to be able to jump out and catch over fire. They'll probably just, it'll probably become closed cockpit. I'd say very soon they'll probably just switch to closed cockpit. They'll find a way of allowing drivers to get out quickly. I hope they don't do this. I I really hope. Because I actually preferred the cars from like pre like 2016. Like, you know, like 2016 the car was so nice. That was pre Halo, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, no, Halo was 2018. Those cars look much better than with the Halo. Like, I don't mind the Halo, but... I think the skinny cars in general look good. Like, 17 had some very good-looking cars. But the but wide tires just look kind of strange to me. Yeah, I'll tell you, the cars look bad from after, like... Like, I think... 14, 28, 2008, basically. After that, they just look bad. Not really. No, after that, like, you know, you get, like, the, the iconic Red Bulls, which look good. Don't look bad, but then you got that weird nose thing where they're that's like, fourteen, yeah. Bro, they look so bad, bro. What are you doing? <sighs> yeah, right. Well, that 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 looks honestly that looked disgusting. Like, um, so going going into Saudi, the momentum in the championship. 
Is it Lewis or Max? Who, who, who do you think is going to go on and win it? Uh, well, the momentum's in Lewis's favour, but here's the thing. Max can still not only mathematically win the championship, but he can also make it very easy for him to win the championship in Abu Dhabi. Like, all he needs is a decent performance. And he can put himself in a position where, no matter where Lewis finishes, he can win the championship. Which is the situation... But that's, that's the thing. It's, it's hard because going into Saudi, their track favours... Like, they're saying Mercedes are going to put in the Brazil engine again. Yeah, and Mercedes engineers are saying that they're... Uh, if they put that engine them, in, it's, it's got, if they sort of put that engine in, Max is not going to see Lewis at all. So no, I think if he I think qualifies on pole somehow, okay, yeah, the gap has been like four tenths, but still, like if something. I don't. Happens, I don't see him. I don't see him qualifying on pole. To be honest, I don't see him. I see Lewis just like building like one of those kind of twenty second gaps where he just wins, unless like he gets like a reliability issue. So no, gonna, I'd say we're going to see safety cars though. Surely with the track, we're going to see safety. I don't cars. think so because where the where, where would they really crash? That's a good point. Like, no, I'd say... No, there could be potentially safety cars. You know the thing, with, with the engine he has, if he puts in that Brazil engine, it's just going to build that gap again. No, man. but one restart, one weird thing with, like, cold tyres on the restart or something, and Max is ahead of him. Yeah, but that's like, the thing. Luz, Luz has executed, like, these restarts so well. For the, like, it's not like it's not his first race where he's, like, executing one and, like, cold tyres. He's done this for so many times over the past, like... I don't know how long he's been in Formula 1. And he has a clearly superior car in the straights. Yeah. Especially with that engine in. He was, he was ahead, was it like by 20 kilometers an hour on the straights? I don't know, but it was. 27, I think. It was 27. 27? I think something like that. I remember, was it, um, Christian was commenting on his thing. You can't just get that from a new engine. You don't get 27 yeah, Of course kilometers. he said that. But I mean, to be fair, it is a bit... You don't get it's 27 a strange game. Yeah, yeah, you don't it's just do a, that from a standard upgrade. Yeah. I, I reckon Lewis is going to win. I reckon Lewis is going to take fastest... If he doesn't take fastest lap, it would be because Perez... Perez or Bottas are going to ...ruined his thing and got his... Basically got the fastest lap. One of them two are going to get it. But even if that happens, Lewis wins... No, but that's the thing, like, Mercedes have such a superior car that potentially Bottas, if Bottas comes in second, that's great for Mercedes. But I reckon that would be uh, yeah, Max, Lewis, They Bottas. desperately need Bottas to come in come second. In second. But yeah. even if, even if like, say, worst case scenario for, uh, for Lewis, Max comes P2, then Lewis is one point behind. So he just needs to finish ahead of Max. Yeah, yeah, true. Unless he's finishing at the very bottom, which, like, like of the points, which is very worrying in essence. But if, if Bottas finishes ahead, of th- I think they won't care about fastest lap if they somehow get Bottas in P2 and keep him there. Yeah, they, because, would, they wouldn't. Because that gap will just be like, like, then it's swung in Lewis's favor. And then Lewis can finish probably, oh, he can't finish P2, but like he can, he can just crash into He's Max. He's more comfortable as well. Yeah, he can crash into Max and win the championship. Sure. You know, it'd be interesting to see if like, if Senna Prost, you know, where he crashed into him and like took him out. If that happens today, what type of penalty they give him? Oh, oh, that is a very good point. Yeah, because that would be strange. You can't. <laughs> the stewards would have a meltdown, bro. Yeah, they would actually, you can't. You they can't, would break down in tears. You, you can't give him. <laughs> <laughs> no, think about it. Think about it. You don't have. They wouldn't be able to handle it, bro. You don't have. You don't have Twitter and that stuff at that uh, during that day, but you can't give him a good penalty. 
You can't give him like 10 seconds. You've got to disqualify. If he's done it on purpose, if it looks like he's just done it on purpose, you've got to disqualify. you got to disqualify. But that's, but that's it. He wins anyways. That's major. No, no, if you, if you disqualify him because he's done it on purpose, that's zero points gone from the championship. Like, he's, yeah, he's yeah. finished last. Oh, you mean as in like they, they disqualify, uh, not from the race, from the championship? They did that to Michael, didn't they? When? 90, whatever the year it was where he crashed into thingy on purpose. Not when he beat Damon Hill, when he crashed No, no, but Villeneuve finished ahead of him, so he won the championship. No, but he was disqualified afterwards anyway. Was he? Yeah, so he ended on zero points. Yeah, so I reckon they're probably, like, that's the thing, if if it doesn't look like it's on purpose. If it doesn't look like it was on purpose. Like, he can't can't do what Senna did, basically. No, no, yeah. You can't do what Senna did. Oh, bro, they're going to hide the onboard for the next four years. That's about it. But that's the thing, like, I think like they can't give him a good penalty. I think giving him like like anything like any kind of <laughs> fine. fine. <laughs> the only option is to disqualify. Him. Yeah. But but then like I think now they're kind of they'd be forced into disqualifying him just purely because of social media and people like being like ah he can't win and this 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 and this you know like. Funny enough, you bring that up. That's already happened. So one of the uh, the things on there to help you out is. Uh, I've been on Twitter. Max fans acting like championship is over online, crying over backwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what you put in, bro. That is word for word what I put down. So essentially, I've been on Twitter a lot recently, as we all know. And this week, the main theme is Max fans crying over the points lost in Baku and Silverstone, basically saying, Yeah, I'm just going to oh, say, We would have won just, the championship. I'm just oh, saying, This is so sad. They're basically acting like they've lost it already. They're yeah. not even saying, oh, this is sad, you know, if Lewis wins, we should have got these points. Oh, it's it's kind of They're obvious, saying it's, he's... It's kind of obvious, you like, can't say that. You can't yeah. say he's won the championship. No, but that's just because you're a massive Lewis fan and you're kind of scared <laughs> he's going to get a reliability issue. But Lewis, uh, Lewis, Lewis fans always say the same thing, you know. Like, Nico only won because Lewis got that thing in Malaysia, the DNF in Malaysia. I used to be one of those, yeah, but I see how dumb that is now, realistically. So you can't, yeah, you can't blame, argument. but that's yeah, the thing, yeah, you with, can't blame. With, with like, going, going into the past, like, before, before Brazil, the championship was firmly in Max's kind of, Max's hand, in terms yeah. of, like, he had the best car, he had the, he was ahead on points, he, it was his championship. Oh, he had Danny Kvyat's girlfriend, <laughs> he's living the life. <laughs> oh my god. Christian, uh, he was, Christian Horner was in his back pocket. Yeah, but, but going into these last two races, Lewis has a superior car. If Lewis wins, they're equal on points, or Lewis is ahead. So, it's, I don't think it's actually, I think it's more Lewis's championship to lose now. Because it's clearly, the car clearly suits him more. The, going into Abu Dhabi, I think, if they hadn't made track, like, change, uh, change the track and stuff, it would have been a Red Bull more kind of suited to the Red yeah, Bull car. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. But with the new kind of changes, it would be interesting to see kind of how that kind of... is it Because the balance is close in Abu Dhabi, even if it's equal on points. I think people have seen the performance in the Mercedes and now they're like, yo... Like, yeah, it's but going into Abu Dhabi, the actually, most of the circuit literally like favours the Red Bull. So Except just, like the, the third they sector they're going to be very strong. At, so the second sector... It's interesting to see who comes on top in terms of Abu Dhabi. Because if you, realistically, if you get a pole there, you lead from, like, the first corner, you're off. Yeah, it's one of them ones where it's very easy to hold, like, a six-second gap if you really want to. Like, it's interesting, because, like, even, even, like, with with Nico, like, he, realistically, like, there was a lot of pressure on him because it was his first championship and all of that. 
And I think he, he doesn't deal with pressure as good as like drivers like Michael and Lewis. And he Max said in an stuff. interview his, his foot was shaking on the throttle pedal. I know. And that is a separate issue, but as in, he managed to keep behind him two great drivers. Um, he never really looked Max like he never Max really looked like he was gonna like they were gonna overtake him. He never really looked like that. Yeah, it was only one attempt, but it was it was very hard. Yeah, but that was like and the even last him one. himself, he made the move on. I think it was Max. Max. It was, it was Max, Max when he came out of the pits. Yeah. Yeah, he had to make the overtake like Fernando had to, but this time it actually yeah. worked out. But that's the I think that's what separates Nico from like drivers like Lewis, Michael, Max, even even George. Lander, these guys, they're a lot more composed than like Nico is a great driver. I mean, I, I wouldn't put Lando in the no, no, George. No. We don't know yet. No, no, I'm, I see saying, what you I'm mean. saying as in Lando and George have the potential to reach kind of right, yeah. these heights, but I'm saying it in terms of like their future stars. You can put Charles as well there, but in terms of like if you're talking about like already there, I'd say Michael Lewis, Max, Fernando, uh, Kimi, like these guys are like calm, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Nico was always exactly the type of like, well. you know, that's like Nico was always the guy who's he's putting all the pressure on himself, whereas Lewis is off partying and enjoying himself. <laughs> Nico is sitting at home being like, "How am I gonna win the championship? How am I gonna win the championship?" Sucking himself out. I think that's actually like if he got over that, I think he like he sh- like I think he would have gone on and actually beaten Lewis maybe, or would have been very. I think he would have beat Lewis like a year or two more. I think True. Lewis would have had the him. overall like. Advantage, say against Nico. Speed wise, one on one, Lewis is faster. But I mean, as an instead of like him winning like the seven or six championships, with Nico winning one, it would have been like say four and like whatever or like five and yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So a lot closer. That's what I mean. Like four and three or whatever, it would have been a lot closer. But it's kind of this point. I actually really liked him. True, um, and his podcast and stuff, like him talking about things, it's very interesting. Like, I like his... He he's just a real guy. Like. He interviewed Roman uh, Grosjean. And oh, yeah, I haven't about seen One him. of his hands, his right hand is fine, his left hand is card. Like, you can see it, it's bad, bro. I, I, saw his, I saw his one about Jensen. That was a good interview. If you're looking for things, I remembered, while we're on the topic of the okay. championship... We talked about As you're uh, talking about... Uh, Lewis basically having won the championship now. You're saying you, if you're, you would rather be Lewis Hamilton at this point. Like you're eight points behind, but you have the car advantage for the next two races. So you're saying yeah, you would rather yeah. be Lewis going going into the next two races. Lewis has a clear advantage with the car. like. That's the thing. Lewis is behind on points, but Lewis is not going to be behind. Well, I would take the, the points as well. No, I would take the points. I would rather be Max right now. Going going into like, you say this now, but at the end of this week they're equal on points. No, but even then, the, what we're doing is we're saying Lewis is going to get pole, win the race. Yeah, and then but go that's the thing. The, but these the are track, all big things. Yeah, like, but the track is like, you're also talking about a guy who's won 102 times. Because he had, he's had pole at 31. I'm not questioning Lewis, I'm questioning yeah, the, Lewis the variables. The, yeah, but Lewis has the capability and he, Lewis has the car, he has the skill to go out and take pole. And yeah, he, that's like, the thing. Anything can that's the thing. He also has the form. So Lewis has won the past two races and now he's He's that Lewis that kind of you remember from 2020, 2019, where he's kind of just, he's driving at like, like in Qatar, Max was nowhere near him. Like he, he, he uh, honestly, I'm telling you, he, he built that eight second gap and he saw it decreased a bit to like seven and went up and like, I'm telling you, they switched down the engine and he no, was yeah, cruising. No, yeah, of course they did race. that, but like, 
No, but that says in he he's he's like he took pole right. Was it what like half a second? Pretty much, yeah. And you and you're saying he doesn't have the advantage to go take pole. He even, does. The, even, he does have the advantage. Thing, even if you, even I would if rather you take, take the points. But even if you take like half that off, that he's still in pole, and he's still in pole by like two ten like. And then he has to go on and win the whole. What is it like seventy lap race or whatever it was? Is it seventy laps in Saudi? I have no idea. Actually, it's a bit long for it to be seventy. No, 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 it's the it's the second. It's a long track, so it must be like yeah, I fifty. Think, I want to say fifty. I think it's, it's the Spa's forty four. Just Google it. It won't it's, it's one. Oh, it's no. one of the longest tracks in. Uh, it's second it's longest. Spa is forty four laps, which means this would be. I want to say like I think I saw fifty somewhere. It's fifty laps. Come on. The distance is three hundred and eight point four five kilometers. Circuit length six point one seven four. Kilometers? Spa is like 7.02 or something. That's that's my issue with Spa, it's just so long. I love Spa. Spa's yeah, 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 but like as in the track is just too long. It's nice. Like, it's like Spa is interesting on like Orouge, Dakar, and then it's just boring. You haven't played it on an F1 game. I know, I haven't. Playing it is so okay, no, You need to try first, that, it's that so right, good. That after the full, like, there's that right hand and then going down like the hill and going on the left, that's a bit interesting. Then it's kind of dead. Oh, 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 pull on. Yeah. Flat left. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you go down the hill and then that one. Yeah. And then it's kind of boring after that. You haven't there, played. There Honestly, is, it's, that's the best, the... it's the best track to play. If you're, like, new to the F1 game or whatever it is, you go on Spa. Like, Spa like, is the best in, track. In Saudi, basically, you only get one, one, like, turn one, you can say, is, like, a break, like, a hard break. And so that's the only one yeah. you can kind of say is a hard. The rest of the track is literally just flowing circuit. Some of them will be a bit slower than they look on here, on the track. Yeah, like maybe turn 27. Like, I, I see people maybe overtaking turn 27, turn 1, turn 2, essentially. I'd say they'd save it. Turn 1, 2, and 3 reminds me a lot of the uh, turn 1 and 2 in um, Monza. Because oh, you have yeah. that long yeah, straight, that. and then you have that, it's right, left, where it's here, it's like left, right. Straight again. And then, yeah. yeah. But after that, maybe turn 4 also looks a bit slow. But after that, literally after that is... Yeah, it's like you have basically like three, four corners. After, after the first sector, no one's overtaken. No, maybe it's a DRS maybe, maybe twenty seven. Potentially. Yeah, but after that, it's kind of dead. I'm not really. Uh, we'll see how it looks. We'll see how it how it turns out. So what's happening with the Mercedes rear wing? Ah, okay. So, you want to explain what's happening? Yeah. So they're cheating, basically. <laughs> I'm I'm saying that what was Merce- being said? Mercedes need to be disqualified from the championship. <laughs> you can't say they're that cheating. They're cheating. <laughs> so what's happening? Lewis, Lewis needs to be disqualified. Max Max deserves <laughs> to win the championship. What's being said is if Max hadn't been knocked out of those three races, Max would have won the championship. No, actually that is true. He would have won. He would have won in Spa. He would have won in Azerbaijan. He would have won. Spa should have been cancelled anyway. Really. No, not Spa. Not Spa. There is a different Hungary. Baku, won in those you mean Baku? Hungry Baku and... Uh, Silverstone. He would have won all three. Bro, he would have had the championship. What shame. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. He was so he, unlucky though. Like, you have to, you he have was to, unlucky. He was very like, unlucky. Those two races where two Mercedes took him out. Like, back to back. It, honestly, it looked, it looked like it was planned. But the second one from Valtteri was like... Where that was stupid. Land. That was just incompetence really. <laughs> no, no. But like, how can you plan to hit Lando and like just be like... Yeah, we hope he hits Max. And he's not taking out both Red Bulls by driving into the back of a McLaren. That is Valtteri Bottas stuff right there. 
But anyway, so the point of the, the Mercedes rear wing is, this was mentioned in Brazil, but uh, basically Red Bull didn't want to do it in Brazil. What they were saying is they're talking about the Mercedes rear wing and they're talking about how much they hate it and all of this stuff. They were going to protest it after Brazil into Qatar, but the, the gap in Qatar wasn't as big as they thought it would be, so they didn't mind as much. So the the race pace, they said their straight line speed wasn't actually that significant. No, uh, so they thought Red, they, Red Bull actually had, like I think, a slight... Yeah, like they were ahead of Mercedes uh, on like the maximum speed achieved by actually a bit. But so that's, they were that's thinking it's the the rear wing, but it was actually because they were just Mercedes were using an old engine. Yeah. So, what what's been said before is that potentially going into the next two races, Red Bull are going to protest that rear wing again, based on whatever grounds they've got, whatever analysis they have, those score marks they keep talking about, the pictures, the evidence. They've basically been gathering evidence for the past like three races. But I don't know how likely that is now, seeing as, uh, well, what's if, happened if is they've introduced new tests. There's load tests they're doing on the rear wings. They're doing more like comprehensive tests on the rear wing to make sure all of them are legal. And as far as we know, all of them are passed. So it'd be interesting it like to see like if they actually if they do get a penalty, what penalty do they get? Because I don't think they will get a penalty. Like nothing's going on. No, that's the thing. I don't think they're gonna get a penalty, but realistically, you can't disqualify them from the championship because we passed all your tests. But this is the thing. This is a gray area where they've passed all the tests, but maybe they have like a tiny bit of technology that is giving them extra. If they found a gray area in the uh, in the what's it called in the regulations, yeah, and they've taken advantage. They're of that. They can't penalize them. Exactly. I, I think that's what's happening. Where they yeah, actually probably. same with the put, engine. Probably. They've put a piece of technology that is kind of manipulating the rear wing wing a bit extra than it it, it should be maybe but i don't think they're gonna risk kind of like big penalties now especially because the penalty could be like like applied maybe to next year or something but i don't think they want to risk that did you no, see what you so said about also like the car from next year I think I saw this quote, but... Yeah, he was talking about uh, they're basically doing great work in the simulator. And this, 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 he said there's no point using the simulator for next year's car because of how much progress they've been making or how quickly they've been developing next year's car or something. Yeah, but to be fair, the, the engineers they have are like the best. Basically. No, and even the thing is with the new regulations is these cars now, because, it'll be, because we've had these regulations for so long, they've been optimised. So let's say Usain Bolt at his peak of his career, does 300-meter sprints, they're all going to hit around the 10-second mark, we'll say, like, 10 seconds, something like that. You, whether you've, I don't know how often you've run a 100-meter sprint in your life, but let's say you haven't done it in the last year, your first run will be not great, and then you do another one, you'll improve a lot, and then you'll improve a lot, and then slowly you'll come down, and the, the That's benefits the point of how fast the regulations, it yeah. So the new regulations is starting again. So the gains are massive, and then slowly they all come together and find the peak performance because they all manipulate the rules and they all find the loopholes and all of this and they find the best way of doing it. It's we are now at peak, peak performance. It's interesting because... I said peak performance this last year, to be fair. But it's interesting because... Oh, yeah, because they changed it, yeah. It's interesting because... I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, like, this is the first time in history where they've actually... They're not changing the regulations to make faster cars. They're changing it to make actually slower cars yeah. that are better for racing. 
But that's interesting because I think, I reckon by the end of the year, the cars would have actually bridged that gap. That's what they're saying by the start of the year, they'll probably be equal on pace. Or, they said a tenth the, down, but by the time it's the start of the year, they'll probably yeah. That's the thing. Like, I think by the regulations the they say they're going to be slow, like half a second slow. I don't see that. The regulations said they'd be two to three seconds slower, and then quickly they changed it like a couple weeks ago, saying, "Oh no, actually they're probably just going to be half a second behind." Yeah, but that actually that change in philosophy of building a better car, like I was doing, someone was like, "You realize all the tech and the new tech in the car, it's just old recycled tech." It is, yeah. But as we mentioned before, it's all just ground effect that came into place. Ground in the effect, 80s even the tires, like the stuff on the tires, that's all like this was used in two thousand nine by Braun. The rear wing actually looks similar to the rear wing used by like in two thousand fourteen. I remember the Red Bull wing, like the rear wing, like the shape and stuff of that looks pretty similar to the one that is being in use today. It's not made of one part like this one, but it's very similar shape. You've got also, the, is it the blown diffuser in the back, I think? The diffuser, I think, is There's similar to the There's something significant about it. It is it's yeah. similar to one of the older diffusers. So I think it was the one used by Braun in 2009. Something Probably along the, the lines. Yeah, yeah. So they're just recycling old tech, basically. But they're putting it, instead of, like, of different areas, they're putting it into one car, I guess. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see, like, the Venturi tunnels and the ground effect and all that stuff in the car and how it kind of... Because I, I was hoping they wouldn't put DRS. Yeah, you'd think the whole point of DRS is it was a temporary fix. But yeah, still but that's, I was hoping they'd remove it and then, if necessary, put it back in. Yeah, I guess they're going to have to wait and see. Maybe they'll get rid of it. You know, it'd be interesting if they did, did DRS where, like, I was going to say something. It was like, you know, do Formula E where fans... You know, I don't no, get... The, no, 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 doing all of the you know, no, 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 I was joking, I was joking, I was joking. You know, a Mad Max thing where if you pass over a pothole, you get, like, <laughs> extra... Th- it's not Mad Max, it's um, the prison one. It's uh, Statham. I don't uh, know, but now I'm thinking of Mario Kart Blue Shells. To be yeah, 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 yeah oh. something similar. But basically, I actually, that's one of the reasons I'm never going to watch Formula 1, because... You gain performance, good uh, Formula E, because people vote for you, so you get an extra. <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? What? Yeah, that, yeah, that I'm, gonna, I, I'm actually, I'm looking forward more to the new engine regulations than the new technical, like the car regulations, because they're going to remove the MGH, and I'm just excited to hear that engine just, like, roar. Like, you, you know, people now, like, have watched F1 recently, they hear the engine and like, oh, this sounds great. <laughs> Do they? But you've never heard the old engine. That's no, why yeah, you, you go hear that two thousand and eight kind of like engine. It's just special. It's just so nice. Like that. I can't get the vacuum cleaner sound out of my. Head. <laughs> if you listen to the Alpine, it is a vacuum cleaner, <laughs> and the rest of them sound equally like vacuum cleaners. What are your thoughts on like drive to survive? The idea of essentially using drive to survive to get new fans in. And essentially, Formula 1 is a lot more popular today than it was, say, like, before Drive to Survive. There are a lot more people interested, a lot more people are watching. Like, the effect that has had on, like, say, the sport. Because I think it has massively, like, a lot of my friends who have never watched Formula 1 are coming and, like, they're speaking to me until they're interested. And it's like, that's nice. But, you know, online, basically, you got a lot of, like, Lewis and Max fans who basically... You get what I'm going to say. Essentially, they, they, they have no clue what they're talking about. And essentially, they, like, I think you get it a lot of, like, maybe Lewis and Max, specifically, where they, they don't know what they're talking about. And I think they, they, they lead, it leads to other people just 
getting fed up and hating that driver because those fans who have no clue what they're talking about because they've watched directors arrive are just like chatting nonsense where they they don't know what you're talking about just don't 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 comment yeah the problem is with the people they're quoting when wrong they re- regulations as well that's the issue you know like, when people think they know what they're talking about it happens a lot in football like it's gonna happen eventually in f1 like when people think they know what they're talking about but they really don't you get some of the worst takes ever like there's actually an f1 account now for a worst f1 takes maybe i'll i'll get some screenshots up for the for the next episode we'll come up with something highlights of the week uh, Cyril is finally getting the tattoo he yeah. promised. Yeah, five hours there. ago we got the uh, the confirmation. Of, yeah, confirmation on Daniel's Instagram. The picture of Cyril on the uh, on the thing. It I'm took him a really long time though. Right? Yeah. So for people who don't know, Cyril Abibal was the Renault uh, team principal when uh, back when Daniel moved over and before that. So when Daniel moved over, it was twenty nineteen. So this was nineteen and twenty. So in the 2020 season, uh, he made a bet with Daniel Ricciardo. If they got a podium, he would get the tattoo of his choice. No, no, three, if he got three. Was it three podiums? Yeah, three, I thought it was Daniel just one. Daniel got three. Daniel got three. I'm pretty sure it was there. just one. No, no, it was just one. No, it's three. The bet was one, but Daniel... Three. I watched Drive to Survive, I <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I admitted to it. <laughs> the, the bet was... I'm pretty sure the bet was one, right, but no. Daniel ended up getting three anyway. But either way, so the bet was won. Daniel ends up getting three podiums. And now eventually, he's actually going to do it. Daniel's posting a video. About, by the time this is up, Daniel would have posted the video about the tattoo. And yeah, I'm surprised he's followed through with it. But it's a shame he's not in, in F1. He kind of mysteriously disappeared last year. He was fired from, from Renault. But he was a good character. No, he wasn't. He was funny to watch. He was funny to there was that one conversation with him and uh with him and Christian Horner that was funny. That little back and forth. Uh, thing, it's funny because everyone in everyone used to like mock him in the past, <laughs> basically. Like that was the funny like you have him there just because he's kinda like everyone's kinda laughing at him. But other than that, it's like it wasn't really that good as a team principal. Yeah, as a team principal, I mean It's the same with like has like Gunter Steiner needs to be. Oh no, he's a complete joke, yeah, realistically. He's talented and I know he's got he has some sort of good credentials. Yeah. I've heard something about his credentials. But, but he shouldn't be like I think he's managed a team long enough for them to realise that he shouldn't be managing the team. Like he's yeah, not achieved true. anything. That's true. Like okay, he did well in those few years, but I think at the end his management this year obviously of Nikita, the team, and the last few years where the performance has gone down, I think has shown that maybe he was capable of taking that team and getting good results, but once it started going down, he just... Yeah. Yeah, he lost it all, basically. Mazepin's dad, next team principal. Yeah. Apparently, Mazepin's dad, I saw an article about this, is going to be paying people, like, bonuses and stuff for them to stay with Haas next year. <laughs> That's just embarrassing. You know who I should know. actually try to do that? Yeah. Mercedes. Recently, yeah. they have lost their... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their head of aero... To Aston Martin. They lost the head of Aero to Aston Martin. They lost the head of uh, Mercedes HPP, uh, the high performance. The engines, high yeah. performance powertrains. Uh, they lost him. And as soon as they lost him, they started having engine reliability issues. Is this the taken, downfall of Mercedes? Valtteri has taken six. To be honest, if I'm being honest with you, I think they're going to win this year. And I don't right. see them like... I, I see them either dropping performance from next year 
or I, I don't see them winning from next year's entry. I think I they'll be competitive. I don't see them winning. I'd say they'd fall into like where McLaren is. No, I don't think that much. I think it'll like be like uh, I think because I think from next year I think we'll have like one, two, three, four be very competitive and then the midfielder one, two, three. I think they'll be in that one, two, three, but I don't think they'll have the best Ferrari team. domination coming up. No, I think because that's the thing. Mercedes now has the option of building kind of long term project where they almost t- because they've reached like in terms of number of like championship wins and stuff like that. They're very close to like big teams. Like I think they're close to Williams. Yeah, and then from like Williams, they have, like, McLaren, and then McLaren is Ferrari, basically. So they're quite close to that. So they, they have the chance to build a long-term project where they essentially, they become kind of a synonym of F1, like Ferrari has become. But that's going to take a really long time. Yeah, and they're going to experience, like, these drops in performance. But I think it's how you go up again after that that will tell them, like, how good the team is. Because Ferrari, they have these bouts where they go down, but they relatively like they went down last year, but now they're okay. Ferrari always comes back, yeah. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see if they go down, then it's sold, or is it are they just going back to? I the think they'd sell it. Their HP thing, but that's the, yeah. I, I reckon they're probably like, I think they they got into Formula One because they wanted to sell more cars essentially. That's they wanted to be seen as more of a sports brand, and like be hip with the youth and all of that. <laughs> That is essentially the point. But they've done that. Like, you know, you walk on the street now and every other car is a Mercedes AMG car. Literally every yeah. other car is an AMG. And it's because of that. It's because of Lewis, the influence. I think Lewis was perfect for them because he had that, that influence in terms of social media. Yeah, they needed media a celebrity and, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because Aston Martin is doing the exact same thing now. They have fully, completely copied that blueprint, which is but, fair because it worked. But. Yeah, but that's interesting is they don't have that... They don't have. They don't have a Lewis. superstar. Vettel's a superstar, but he's he goes home to Switzerland and chills with his kids. Like that's not exactly. what they need to sell. Yeah, it would be interesting, and they have Lance. Like Lance has to go. <laughs> yeah, Lance isn't a celebrity. Yeah, but it'd be interesting <laughs> what they do from next year in terms of like say like if Sebastian retires. I think I reckon at the end of next year probably we'd see a few drivers retiring. They like Sebastian probably. I think he's so young. Lewis, no, he's not. He's like Sebastian. He's like thirty four. I reckon. I, th- I, th- I reckon from next year we have like so in, like at the end of next season essentially we have three that are very highly possible to retire. Right. Lewis, Fernando, and uh, I was Fernando say said he wants to stay until twenty twenty three. And what's the other guy? Um, and Lewis. Lewis, uh, Lewis Vettel, and Fernando. Fernando said he wants to stay until twenty twenty three. So that's true. Vettel, but that's the Fernando says this. Might do to Fernando that. says this stuff. I never like. <laughs> never Fernando says this stuff. They'll finish like tenth in the championship and then next year, and then it'll go. Yeah, but maybe. Vettel, I think, is the most likely to go. I think it's Vettel and Lewis are quite close, and then Fernando. But I think it's only, excuse me. I only think Lewis is very likely if um, he wins this year. Yeah, I think if he wins this year. Then he, I think he'll retire next year. He'll like he'll experience the new regulations, and then he'll have fun in the new car and then leave. Yeah, exactly. I see that. I see yeah, that. as, as in just go out there, enjoy it. You don't have to win. I already, I I've got like eight championships, a hundred and whatever wins, however many podiums, crazy amount of points. <laughs> but yeah, um, okay, so race uh, race predictions essentially so you're gonna have oh, to predict race i'm gonna give you my qualifying predictions i think can you put on fastest lap on those or i kind of want to add fastest no. lap on 
Why not? No. So, uh, qualifying, I said Lewis Max Bottas. You You're qualifying. Lewis Max Bottas? Yeah. So Lewis is going to take Paul, like, that's fairly a real tough one. Yeah, we'll go with Lewis first. Yeah. Mm. Max Bottas. Max definitely second. And then you know what, no, you know what, let's switch up. I'm going to say Bottas qualifies ahead of Max. <laughs> <laughs> you look so disappointed. Listen, no, Bottas in qualifying. I'm just going to say, is it there is a reason legend. it's 3-0, you know? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So for the Did you see the TikTok I posted? Yeah. Double points for John. <laughs> this time next week I'll be begging for double points. <laughs> please, please. I still would win, you know. Uh, probably actually. Um so I said top five for the race. I said yeah. Lewis Max, Bottas, Charles, Fernando. Ooh. Ooh. It's interesting because Fernando they have the car, we know we have the car. For them to go and challenge. Same with Charles. Like, I'm not sure if Fernando or Charles goes ahead. But I think Charles, I reckon Charles, if, if they get the car, I think they have the better car than the Alpine. Um, yeah, definitely. Because without the crack in his chassis and qualifying, yeah. like, he would have been up there. So I think it's, Charles will do better. And I think Fernando, with the performance we saw, I reckon he's going to be top five. So, okay. your thing. I, I'm, oh. I reckon you should go for, like, science to him. Shut up. Right. Science is See, gonna I be do the feel like five. something weird. Science is going to be the top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I want to say something weird is going to happen this time. Okay, so. Uh, what if I just keep going with the weird predictions? Give me, uh, come on. Perez wins. No, you know what? Okay, we'll stick with Lewis first. Okay. Oh, oh, Max might as well finish second. Okay, ah. Uh, Lewis, right. Max. Max finishes second. The podium is sealed with. Oh, do I back Bottas though? No, it's not going to be Bottas, it's going to be uh, Ocon. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even hold him, I tried to hold him, I couldn't uh, hold him. Uh, uh, I don't know, I want to say he's just going to do something stupid. It's so, a new track, he probably will. Okay, you know what, new track, Bottas messes, which means that third place goes to... Oh, but then it should have gone to... We'll go Perez, Perez, we'll go safe, Perez. Then... Ah... Uh, science... No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with science. I trust him, and then Lando. I'm gonna trust McLaren will do okay as well. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go, I, go with that. No, I put I put Lando in one of these top three, and I got him wrong. So I don't trust him now. Um, <laughs> he's got to finish his awful run of form at some point. Unless he, mm. oh, I imagine he just gets another puncture now, and that's it. Yeah, that's that's why we didn't talk. Like, uh, I'm not sure about uh, the tire situation in Saudi. Um, is it going to be a high, high tech like um, it's hard to tell I, mean, I haven't found any research on yeah. that cause I guess but it's, it's interesting because I haven't also I haven't read anything about Pirelli and their investigation into what happened in Qatar yeah I don't know how public they're going to be with that that was disgusting what they did to be honest bad. I'd assume with all of the long streets and stuff that would give the tyres a lot of time to cool down again they're so not they're, they're also not like that big big like big corners like like hard Breaking corners, like yeah, when I think heartbreaking corners, I'm thinking like hungry, first like first right hand. Right, just anything you go from, either a a long corner that like lasts for a long time, with um, high loads, so at a decent speed, or when you're going like from really fast to really slow. That's that's what I'm saying. The hungry one, the first one, they slow down quite significantly in that one. Yeah, I mean. 
I'd say the straight's just giving it long enough to cool down again. And it's a night race, so it's not even going to be that hot. Mm, yeah. Plus Rinsing. it's winter in Serbia as well. So it's going to, yeah. it's probably going to be like 14, 15 degrees during the European race, summer, probably. essentially. Yeah. Because we do the European yeah, yeah. legs so in summer. It, it, will, it will probably be something similar to that. If not, if not it might be a bit colder because it's in the middle of the desert. Can you so. try and find what uh, compounds they're using? Uh, if you go back on the website you were on before, it might be there. Because that'll be interesting to see what they're thinking. Because street circuits normally get the softest compounds, so the C1, 2, and 3. If that doesn't make sense to you, basically, Pirelli has five C compounds of tyres, C1 being the softest and C5 being the hardest. And you get three different types. The yellow soft one, the white... No, the yellow medium, the white hard one, and the red soft one. They're bringing in the middle range. That's the C2. Oh, that's boring. C3 and C4. That's it's safe, it makes sense. Because mm, yeah. if it's Monza with the barriers and it's a street circuit, street circuit implies soft. Monza's compounds are normally quite soft. But then you just, I don't know. I'd say that works out, I guess. Yeah, I'm not exactly according to this article, the track has only just been completed. When was that written, though? Um, it's today. <laughs> today? What, what time? 11.44 a.m. <laughs> Literally this morning. <laughs> like it's completed. Like it's not completed. Like if that's time. UK time, then you add on the uh, the Saudi what three hours or whatever. Yeah, so it's like like two. <laughs> so bad. Wait, let, let that's actually check. so bad. I mean, the pictures look nice. It looks like a good track, but like this was meant to be done four months ago. Look, anyways. It's tough. It's not tough. finished. Right. Just, yeah, so it wasn't My finished like Kyrgyz. Yeah, so you said... I said... I said Lewis... Max Perez, Max. Sainz, Lambda. I'm going to have to stick with that. I'd love to spend longer debating, but like... I'm, I just... We'll go with it. We'll go with it. I think we'll... we'll driver of the day as well. Driver of the day. Yeah, we need driver of the day predictions. Uh, who's your driver of the day? Who is... Um... There is no, there is no hero. So if someone wins, they probably get it. Unless like, mm, nah, I'd say like, you know, I'll go with science. I'm gonna, what if he, I'm gonna go with science again. I'm gonna stick. With I'm science. gonna, I'm going with Charles. I'm gonna stick with science because if Lewis gets pole and wins, there's no way he gets driving. Yeah, so today. Charles and science basically. Interesting. Yeah, I actually, I want, I want Lando to take the third spot in the championship. I don't uh, like P four. Is it P five? Sorry, P five. It's P five. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that he was that? even in the, like he like, he was close to getting P three at some point is insane to me. He was in the conversation for third for a long yeah, time. That that was insane. For Who me. do you think gets third then? I think it's it'd be like it's gonna be Mac, uh, Lewis, Max, Bottas, Perez, yeah. Lando, Charles, Sainz, Daniel. You think it's gonna stay out? Is I'm pretty sure that's I the reckon, order it is now. I reckon it's gonna stay there. Or or it might it might be it might be Charles Lando. I, I think, think Charles overtakes Lando. But but you know what? You have to give it to Sainz this year. He's he's within like four points of Charles, and he's yeah. kept within, like, that's touching. Not even touching. That's like nothing. Four like, points is over the four points. Yeah, over the stretch nothing. of a season, four points is nothing. nothing. I think he's, he's been incredibly impressive, and like this is incredibly impressive with like, he would have gotten pole in Monaco, and he would have won from pole in Monaco if not for like. Charles smacking into the wall. Because he was on a he was on a really good lap there. 
Oh, was he? Yeah. And, oh, because well, I remember Charles was the one who was on probation. Yeah, he hit him. Like, obviously, the uh, thing was handsome. See, I, I have such a bad short-term memory. Bro. I've already forgotten what happened. He was like, no, season. no, this is not fair. Oh. <laughs> and it's, and it's Sure. Okay. I was going to think, I'm trying uh, to think, I didn't see anything about a Formula One for this episode, like the fun kind of tidbit. Um, oh, oh right. actually, actually, there, you is, mentioned the thing. Well, there is one thing. Yeah. Um, when, when Villeneuve won the championship, when, Ma- when Michael Schumacher hit him yes. in, in that corner. 1997. Uh, um, so basically for the last few laps, uh, his battery... So the basically the casing that held the battery was broken, and yeah. so the battery for the last few laps was held by the wires. Oh yeah. So yeah, if one wire broke, his car would have just died basically. He would have retired, and then yeah. at that point, before the disqualification, Michael uh, would have won the championship. Yeah. But imagine he won with that just. A, that's insane. That's insane. You were wow. saying I highlighted something else. I mean, it was completely unrelated. It wouldn't fit into this, but I guess that's that's the whole what point of it. It was the uh, the ghastly overtake. Oh, that that was. I'll put it in the description, bro. You don't need to put yeah, it. Yeah, that, 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 that was a beautiful touch. It was a beautiful overtake. We mentioned it in the. Uh, it it fits in very well in the conversation. Yeah. That before came in before the, we lost all the footage. The video before we lost the footage. Yeah, so and for new fans, um, if I recommend one overtake, the best overtake of all time. Search Mika Hakkinen and Michael Schumacher's pa. <laughs> that over okay okay. There is no conversation. That is the best overtake of all time. Yeah, you kind of, I'm trying to think of other ones like yeah, but we'll have this re- conversation. Nothing compares to that. It's just it's just it's such an incredible. It's definitely of, very iconic because it's in the wet as well. It was it was wet at the time. It wasn't like a dry race. I think, were they on dry tyres? I thought they were on dry tyres. Were they on dry tyres? It might have been a drying track. I don't know, that's the problem. I don't know the context of the overtake. I just yeah. know the overtake. And and Kimi going through like the spa where he just, he does not lift it. I all. linked that for you. That, yeah, that, that, was, that, that, that was one of the like most incredible moments I've seen in like in recent like times. Anyways. Well then, I will link the uh, the Gasly overtake, the Hakkinen, I might as well link the Hakkinen overtake. And if you somehow haven't seen the Villeneuve incident, I'll probably... There is, like, Formula 1 did a whole segment on it, essentially. You can just search it. It's in the Schumacher Netflix film, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, but, like, there's a shorter one where Jack essentially walks everyone through it. Oh, really? I'm going to have to watch that myself. Well, that wraps up pre-Saudi Arabia. Episode 5. Episode 5 of the Dirty Side of the Grid podcast. The podcast is now on Apple Podcasts. It's on Spotify. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's on Google TikTok, Podcasts. It's on Google Podcasts. So, so it's Amazon Music as well, actually. As and well. Amazon Music. Yeah. Yes. We're everywhere, basically. We are. We're actually just taking over the world, essentially. <laughs> one <Coming>. step. One, <laughs> one podcast at a time. One podcast at a time. One podcast platform at a time. One yeah. viewer at a time. <laughs> I mean, so we only have like two. <laughs> Uh, anyways, I'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening.